The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here. We have discussed electric vehicles on this programme many times in recent years. A lot of you very, very interested in the idea of getting one, but concerned about the charging infrastructure that is available. Worried about whether you're going to be able to get from A to B without running out of power. And also many people finding that they find it difficult to charge up at home unless they have off-street parking. So today the Minister Eamon Ryan launched the EV charging infrastructure strategy for the next four years. We're joined by the civil servant who has the responsibility as head of the Zero Emissions Vehicles Ireland, Aoife Grady. Thank you very much for joining us. So tell us, what's planned? Hi Matt, thanks for having me on. Well, today we launched our EV infrastructure strategy that sets out what we need to do in Ireland over the next three years. Our ambition has always been to keep ahead of demand and we're seeing electric vehicle sales skyrocket. It was the sales of battery electric and plug-in hybrids last year increased by 81%. That obviously puts an awful lot of pressure on our charging network. So what we've set out today is a strategy of how we will roll out and deliver a number of different types of charging in the network to meet people's needs. Let's talk about, though, when people are on the road and Mm. they're afraid of running out of power. How many charging points are there around the country at present? There's just over, for public charging points, um, there's just over 1,700 at the moment. And we're looking to increase that significantly over the next two to three years. How significantly? We reckon... So what we're actually measuring, it gets a bit complicated, but we at the moment, the power we supply to the public charging is about 67 megawatts of power. We're looking to increase that by two and a half times by 2025. Now, that could mean an awful lot of slow chargers, some high powered chargers, or it might mean a number of high powered chargers and if a few less slow chargers. So we still have to define exactly what that mix will be. We'll be working with Transport Infrastructure Ireland, ESBN and local authorities over the next six months to actually plan out what chargers they need in what locations. Um, but we estimate that 1,700 that we have today will have to increase to between 2,500 to nearly 5,000 in 2025 to meet that overall power supply. When you talk about fast and slow chargers, at present, what sort of time does it take to get a charge? So it depends on your needs. If you're charging at home, off your own home plug or your own home charger, you probably will charge overnight. We're looking to replicate that model for people who live in apartments or people who live like myself in a city but in a terrace. I don't have a driveway. So what we want to do is install neighbourhood charging in those areas so people can charge very close to where they live But if they charge overnight at low rates, it's less pressure on the grid, it's cheaper for the consumer and it's more convenient because when you wake up in the morning, your car is ready to go. There'll then also be a need for... Sorry, that assumes you get a charging point though available because you could have a number of people competing on your terrace for the charging point. You could. Now, if you have an EV, the chances are um, most EVs coming on the market now will do about four to 500 kilometres on a charge. Most people won't travel that far more than once or twice a week. So you might need to charge your EV one or two nights a week, but not more than that. So we that's why we're talking to local authorities as well, getting a sense of where the EVs are and making sure that we have the charge points in the locations where they're needed. But come back to the journey that people Mm. might be doing maybe from Dublin to the west of Ireland or to Donegal or whatever, and they're worried about running out and they actually have to get a top up or a recharge. Fast charging machines, how quickly will they work? 
Our aim is to put what we're calling high powered charging. So you would charge your vehicle in about 10 minutes or less. So, you you know, you pull in at your motorway service station, you pop to the loo, you grab a coffee, you've got your car plugged in while you're doing that. When you've finished, you come out 10 to 50 minutes later, your car is ready to go. That has been led so far by a lot of um, private charge point operators and they've done very well. But there's a clear need now for, for Zevi and government to come in and just coordinate, manage, plan and deliver to get us through the next three years on that. Well, you preempted the next question I was going to ask you because the very the new charging points, are mm. they going to be at existing service stations or are they going to be elsewhere? What we've said is that we will deliver them every 60 kilometres along the motorway. What the other thing that we're looking at consumer needs, con, you know, consumers don't want to pull out of their journey, sit somewhere for 10 minutes where there isn't a facility. So generally, charge point operators and consumers want these to be somewhere where there's a cafe, a loo, somewhere they can take a break if they want to. So that's where we will look to put them. However, if we see a gap on the network and there's a need for a charging point and there isn't a facility there, then we'll have to look at and see what, what we can provide in what location. But are you looking to do partnerships with what you might call the petrol forecourt retailers? Yeah, a lot of the forecourt retailers are stepping into this space at the moment anyway. So Circle K and Apple Green are already have plans to roll out EV charging. Um, ESBE cars, Ionity, there are other charge point operators and they already have sites across the motorway network. So really where 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 these sites are commercially viable and the private sector wants to step in, in government, we just want to facilitate and enable that and just help them get the points in quicker. How much is this going to cost the state? We are committing to spend 100 million over the next three years on this. And then what will it do to the pressure on the national grid? There, There is increasing demand on the national grid, but we work very closely with the SBN. They're developing a new national strategy that will actually be launched next Monday, and that takes all of this into account. But really, um, when we're talking about electric vehicles, what the strategy states is we want people to charge at night. We want people to charge off peak. We envisage 80 to 90 percent of charging being done at those points in time. So then when you get to the high power charging or our destination charging, which we announced today for sports clubs, where you might be going to a local club and you charge while you're there. So it's not taking time out of your day. Um, we would envisage that kind of charging being maybe 15 to 20 percent of overall charging. But the vast majority of charging will be done at home or near where people live. And that can be done at night and that relieves the pressure on the grid. OK, Aoife O'Grady, Head of Zero Emissions Vehicles Ireland. Thank you. Geraldine Herbert, motoring journalist, motoring editor of the Sunday Independent. What do you make of all that? Um, I think this is all very welcome and I'm sure there's a lot of electric car owners who are very pleased to hear this announcement but in my mind it's 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 too late in the sense that in 2019 when the government announced their climate action plan and in that they set a date to end the uh, the sale of new petrol and diesel cars by 2030 and had a target of putting 950,000 EVs on the road in that same time frame that was the time to invest in the infrastructure the issue is now we're simply playing catch up and there there's no doubt that the current infrastructure is putting people off buying an electric car and I've actually spoken to a few people in the last few weeks who had an electric car and have sold it for a petrol or diesel because they were just so frustrated with the network. So, you know, we're going to be paying catch-up for a long time. There are also people texting in who are perhaps concerned that it sounds great that you can get a 10-minute charge and super-fast chargers, but what will they actually be, what will the price of that be? 
Yeah, well, that's another issue. And I mean, I, I, I know what Aoife was saying there about the local uh, neighbourhood charging, that they would be able to offer, you know, night rates, whatever. But those night rates would have to mirror the sort of rates that people can get at home charging. Because currently, we really discriminate against anyone who's relying on the public charging network. It's considerably more expensive than home charging. And that means then that that gap between running a petrol and diesel car versus an electric car is closing all the time with soaring energy prices. So we really have to ensure that people who do not have a driveway still can avail of those very low rates that it's possible to get at home. Would, would it also be the case, Geraldine, that many people don't want to have the delays that can sometimes be in trying to get charged on an electric vehicle if they're on the road and would have security concerns, particularly in the evening time? Yeah, and I mean, I've spoken to women who would have issues about that as well. But I think what we need to do is we need to move away from the idea that we're replicating the filling station model. And the idea with electric cars is that you're topping up constantly. So that's why not only do we need these, uh, you know, uh, charging points every 60 kilometres, but literally everywhere you go, whether you go to the cinema for a couple of hours or a restaurant or go shopping or stay overnight in a hotel, we need to have charging points all over the place. And then you're just merely topping up constantly. And there's none of this panic because there's loads of places, even if they're slower charges you have a few hours that you can wait for that time so that's what we need we need the right it's, it's less about the numbers but it's more about having the right mix of chargers around the country and in the right places if i referred to the fact of an 81 percent increase in the sale of evs and hybrids last year but how does that look when you consider that there's car price inflation in the second hand market of 70 percent since three years ago yeah, I mean, there's huge pressure in the second-hand market at the moment. It's down to two things, really. Brexit, obviously, has made importing a car from the UK much less attractive, and the UK was a huge source of UK um, of, of second-hand cars in Ireland. In fact, it's down, I think, 59% since 2019 imports are. The other issue is there's been a delay with new cars coming into the market. Now, that's beginning to show signs of recovery, but that's still going to be an issue through 2023. So there's, there's huge pressure in the second-hand market at the moment. Okay, and so prices are unlikely to fall for the time being? No, definitely not. What about second-hand marketing EVs and hybrids? Yeah, there isn't a huge um, second-hand market. And it's interesting, I just had a look today at the imports that are coming in, and about only 1% of the imports coming in are EVs. So we're really only relying on new cars being sold. Now, there's about, I think it's 67,000 electric cars on the road at the moment, but sales have only really been significantly high in the last two, maybe three years. So it'll still be a long time before we have, you know, a, a proper and decent second-hand market. The other issue with second-hand cars as well is anybody who's buying an older model has much less range and that's not because the battery is depleted it's just that that was the best range they could get at the time and these people are really dependent on the public charging network because you know if you only have a range of 100 or 120 kilometers in an older ev you're not going to go very far without needing a charge here's a listener who says we as a family would absolutely love to buy an electric car but at the moment the prices of electric and hybrid cars are completely out of our price range can the prices of these cars not be reduced which would enable normal working families to be in a position to actually afford one for us an electric car is years away very much out of our reach is can you make savings though in your electricity bills as against your petrol to sort of make up the gap over the duration of having the car 
You can indeed, Matt. There is obviously a premium um, to be paid for EVs over similarly sized petrol and diesel cars. But the problem is, again, you need to be charging at home to really make that cost of ownership worthwhile and to, you know, to, to see a big difference. As I said, if you're relying on the public charging network, it's going to take you a much longer time to recoup that extra investment because it is it's considerably more expensive to charge than at home. But if you're at home, it does make financial sense. And over time, you will, you know, you will definitely make a saving. And listener here says nobody wants a second hand electric car who wants to get stuck with replacing the battery is that a major issue for a lot of people do you think I think it's a major concern, but what people need to know is they can get the battery checked before they buy it and they will know then how much life is left in it. And a listener here says, we have two electric cars in our house and absolutely no concerns. People only ever talk about the cons and don't mention the positives. They are cleaner, a joy to drive, and we've never had issues at range. It's like everything else. You learn how to run it efficiently and get on with it. People need to stop moaning. A proposal for new chargers, it's great. It's great to have more than we have now. It is not a negative. Geraldine Herbert, motoring editor with the Sunday Independent, uh, and also Aoife O'Grady, head of Zevi, Zero Emissions Vehicles Ireland. Thank you both for being with us The Last Word with Matt Cooper Weekdays from 4.30 Today F-